0: Hello and welcome to this special Just Cast series about the upcoming Reclosure 2021 conference. We're going to have a brief conversation with our speakers, asking them some questions about their life and job to get to know them better. Today with us is Ella Hapner. Ella, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Great. Ella is a software engineer and generative artist, and she's presenting a talk at Reclosure this year Let me start by asking one of the most important questions that we ask to all our guests. And what is your favorite pizza (laughs) topping?
1: You know, I have a controversial one. I'm a big fan of pineapple. That might annoy some people, but...
0: Ah, no, no. I I mean, at least I think I heard it at least for the second time. Pineapple ham. Yeah, we have a a (laughs) couple of fan about that but yeah i I agree there's it's probably like a big divide 50 50 between people who really really love pineapple and people who really hate pineapple on the
1: pizza right yeah
0: right um now getting on a more serious note um how did you get into computers and what is exciting for you about software and technology
1: yeah. So um, originally I got into uh, programming in high school and um, I was interested in it at first um, because I was interested in making uh, video games. And I uh, you know, looked into that and found out that to do that, you had to be a programmer. And so that's kind of how I got my start. Um, but but uh, soon I, I learned about generative art, which is kind of the process of, of using uh, programming to generate um, kind of artworks um, and through sort of an, an algorithmic process rather than laying everything out kind of expi- explicitly yourself. Um, and I found that uh, a really fascinating and interesting idea. And it seems uh, like that there was a lot of kind of unexplored territory um, in that space. And so that's what's uh, really what I've been passionate about for a while.
0: And so you said from gaming into generative arts? That that's is right, the... yeah. Oh, okay. It's because um, uh, in games, you sometimes use generative arts.
1: Yeah, well, I think learning about um, kind of like graphics, uh, like, you know, if, if you're d- doing anything with game development, then you'll have to learn about kind of graphics programming eventually. And um, mm-hmm. in, in doing that, I just, you know, I, I kind of noticed all the uh, interesting possibilities of all the, you know, cool stuff that you could do with graphics that wasn't just, you know, kind of making like a, a photorealistic, uh, you know, representation for a game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and additionally, I was uh, really interested in things like procedural generation, um, algorithms for kind of uh, generating content uh, on the fly for for games, and um, the mm. algorithms used there are often um, uh, ho- overlap heavily with uh, techniques used in generative art.
0: Oh, okay, very interesting. Are you are you doing this for like as your job? Is your normal profession?
1: Uh, no, it's just a hobby right now. But maybe one day.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, well very interesting. Um, do you have a computer science hero you would have, you would have lunch with? Um, and what would you ask?
1: Um, you know, one of my heroes, I guess, would be, um, Stephen Wolfram, um, who, uh, I read his work when I was, uh, you know, still in high school and has been very influential on, um, on kind of my thinking. And, uh, one of my favorite kind of bits of work that he's done is his work on elementary cellular automata, which, Mm. um, I just have always found like a really fascinating, uh, kind of minimal description of, uh, computation. Um, and if I was sitting down with lunch with him, I don't know, I suppose I'd just ask him about, uh, I, I can't imagine, uh, well, I, I don't know exactly what I'd ask him, but something along the lines of, uh, you know, how he came up with the elementary cellular automata and that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you read the entire, uh, new kind of science?
1: You know, I, I I don't think I've ever sat down and read the whole thing, uh, like cover to cover, but it's something mm-hmm. that I always go back to and, and read a, a, a chapter or two every once in a while. And I think it's, uh a great book to just kind of drop into and, and read the bits that interest you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did the same. So I didn't go cover to cover. It's it's quite thick. It's quite dense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being like reading bits is sometime I'm not like picking it up, but maybe I should now that uh, you probably heard Stephen uh, is part of our lineup as yeah, yeah, at the conference. He's got an interview with us. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, maybe you got a chance, you will have a chance to ask some questions to him directly, who knows?
1: Maybe so, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, So do you have a favorite piece of software or application?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure that I do have a favorite piece of software actually, (laughs) kind of drawing a blank on that one.
0: Oh yeah, Uh, uh, sometimes people have one, but sometimes they don't, Um, that's fair. And um, if you could change one thing about software, what that could be, and uh, I'm inviting you to think big in this sense, like it's a, a completely revolutionary thing that you would change if you could.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think that um, one thing that I would change uh, about uh, kind of pro- programming and software is that I think um, a lot of people kind of see it as a lot more uh, intimidating than, than they should. And I, I wish that... Um, computing and, and programming was seen as kind of a more accessible and like playful um, kind of thing rather than just this, you know, academic uh, subject and, and stuff that, uh, you know, people use for, for business and for jobs. I think that there's um, a, like just the, the subject of, of uh, you know, computation is just fascinating and, and interesting and fun. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't really see that side of it.
0: Yeah, do you think we are getting something wrong uh, compared to maybe other sciences or other yeah, other disciplines in terms of why we why we are, do you think why we are are we teaching this wrong or like making it too obscure?
1: You know that that's a good question, and I'm not sure that I uh, know enough to kind of you know diagnose the the entirety of what we're doing wrong. I think there's a, a bit too much of a focus on um, kind of learning things the right way, um, and kind of learning things in a very kind of like formal, uh, you know. Um, kind of job oriented uh way of looking at things um whereas like i said i think play, uh, computer science can be a very like playful and um kind of uh fun uh thing to do like you can just sit in front of a an interpreter and and play around and, and see what happens um and i think that that kind of like uh encouraging that sort of playful uh style of programming might be uh the way to go
0: mhm yeah maybe we are still subject to you know like routine stuff which are mm-hmm. boring not very artistic perhaps maybe Okay, um, how did you get involved with uh, closure?
1: Um, I got involved with closure uh, a couple of years ago. I was um, reading about different kinds of programming languages, and I found uh, I stumbled upon Lisps, and I just immediately fell in love with kind of the elegance um, and the power of of Lisps as uh, kind of a language family. And Clojure seemed like uh, kind of you know the the best Lisp to to kind of dive into and to to learn all about because it's. Uh, you know, not just uh, harnessing all the the great things that you get from Lisp, but it's you know built on top of a very like modern um, and and very use- usable uh, platform.
0: Yeah, and uh, apart from like being hosted, do you have any other favorite things about Clojure?
1: Um, I like that uh, it, it very much focuses on kind of the function uh, the functional programming style. You know, um, like like uh, other Lisps like Common Lisp. Um, Try to be a bit more multi paradigm, from what I understand. But I think that um, kind of encouraging the the functional uh, aspects of programming is, is a really great uh, aspect of closure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite closure functions?
1: Hmm, favorite closure functions. Mm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I really like closures, um, like loop construct. Right, the the loop recur um, oh. pattern that closure has. I think that's just really elegantly handled and lets you. Uh, Kind of do you know like optimize tail recursion in a really wonderful way?
0: Mm, I think this is a first in in our interviews. Uh, the loop construct it's quite it's quite low level. Um, uh, I, I think it's more considered a low level, um, and and right. so people yeah. tend to always go with uh, reduce or like trying to do sequential processing before going any loop. Um, and there's definitely some merit in. That approach, Uh, but I definitely drop a loop uh, recur at least once in an application for one reason or another. So it's definitely very useful. Um, So, changing a little bit of topic, like uh, outside technology, if it could be anything, uh, what would you do if it was in software development?
1: that's a that's a great question well i'm i'm I've always been very interested in in the arts so maybe if I wasn't uh involved in programming i'd be you know um i'd love to be a musician or something like that
0: mm. uh do you play any instrument
1: um I don't play any instruments but I've been learning a bit about um digital synthesis and kind of uh techniques for for generating music with computers recently so that's mm-hmm. been fun
0: yeah and speaking of other things that maybe you do for fun uh is Is there anything else which is not maybe in front of a computer?
1: Um, I've been learning about uh, sewing recently. I've been getting into that. That's really fun.
0: Oh, yeah. That's another first, I think. (laughs) Uh, Good. Uh, Do you have any, maybe you mentioned one book, but do you have any book, film, or music you would recommend?
1: Um, David Deutsch's book, The Beginning of, of Infinity, has been um, really, really impactful on, on kind of my worldview. And he's another um, kind of great uh, figure in, in computer science who I'd love to um, have the chance to sit down and have lunch with, uh, like you were asking before. Um, <laughs> but, but that book kind of gives a, a, a very um, great kind of uh, optimistic uh, worldview that I find really impactful and interesting and kind of ties okay. together all these different uh, strands and um in kind of computer science and physics and evolution and all that kind of stuff.
0: OK, uh, that is going into the show notes. So if people wants to uh, check, check it out and, uh, and read it, that's fantastic. And uh, now for the philosophical part, um, what is your idea of perfect happiness?
1: Hmm, interesting question. I'll have to think about that one.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky.
1: Yeah, I, I think my idea of perfect happiness is just having, you know, the, the freedom on on a day to day and moment to moment to level to just, you know, pursue whatever, whatever makes me happy. I'm not sure that uh, I know more than that about what would uh, about what perfect happiness would look like. But I think that's mm. a good start.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a good, a good start. And if it wasn't where you live already, where would you like most to live?
1: Um, you know, I haven't done much traveling, but there are a lot of places in Europe that I, w- I would love to visit in and maybe live one day. Germany seems like a, a really interesting country, and um, mm. some of the Scandinavian countries too seem seem really interesting.
0: Oh, good, good. Any like a city in particular, or?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I, I've always heard uh, interesting things about Berlin. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe Berlin. Yeah.
0: Berlin would be your next. Perhaps not too far away.
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe so. We'll if see. Co-
0: yeah, co- like pandemic permitting as well. Um, mm-hmm. Still going on. Okay. Um, now we are toward the end of our like, list of questions. Uh, but before we close, maybe can you give us a brief introduction to your talk?
1: Yeah. So my talk is about a web app that I've been developing called Avlogure which is a, um, an app that you can try out right now if you go to Vlojure.io. And Vlogure is spelled mm-hmm. like Clojure, but with a V. And mm-hmm. um, the idea is that it, it is kind of a uh, visual programming layer that exists on top of ClojureScript. So it gives you a way to kind of visualize and uh, edit um, EDN expressions. And with that, you mm-hmm. can build up uh, Clojure or ClojureScript uh, uh, programs and uh, execute them in your browser. And so it's basically like a little uh, you know, portable web-based um closure script interpreter
0: hmm. that's uh that's very interesting i uh confess that i had a look at the at the website uh before and uh yeah i i i had to play with all the wheels and and uh and like uh, yes all the graphics a little mm. bit i enjoyed that okay um yeah um i think we don't want to give too much away but yeah in this case it's quite difficult not to jump on the website and have a look Uh, but yes um maybe you want to know a little bit more about how it was done where the idea is coming from so yeah come over at the conference and check it out i guess is my suggestion um cool um is there anything that we forgot that you'd like to add
1: um no i don't think so
0: okay so thanks ella for taking the time um to chat with me and ask a few silly and less silly questions. It was fun. And um, yeah, take care and see you soon at the conference.
1: Yep, thank you.